This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Welcome to CC Conversations, where we discuss the latest series uh, that was taught at Central Church. I'm sitting here with a lot of the lead staff. I'm here with uh, Christopher what was your middle name we talked about last week? <laughs> Daniel. Hey Daniel. Guys. Hello. We're here with CDJ, CG, <laughs> hashtag CGJ, local celebrity. Um, <laughs> we're here with... Uh, Shout out DBH. Yeah, right. Uh, we're Whoa. here with Leo Bautista of Rival Summers. He's here signing <laughs> autographs in the lobby. Yep. Howard. <laughs> uh, we're here with Seth Joshua Anderson, who... Yeah. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Uh, we're here with Slick Ricky Vic, the uh, youth pastor here at Central Church. Yeah. <laughs> and we're here with uh, Carmen. What's Carmen's middle name? Anastasia. Oh, that's a cool yes. name. We're here with Carmen Anastasia Cologne. That is a cool middle name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You didn't say hello. You got to say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> She's like, yeah, about yeah. that. So uh, we're discussing our last series that we called Making a Change, where we went through and we said, you know, we're dreaming dreams, and uh, we have these goals and aspirations, and we want to achieve them in the future, but change needs to take place now for that to happen. And so in week one, we looked at um, this idea of less is more, and we did this less is more starter pack where we talked about, you know, cut back, clear out, and pay off, and, and one handful Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and turmoil and stress and all of that. So what are some things that you guys heard in conversations around house churches and things like that that really got your wheels going or some things that stuck out to you? Man, in our house church, um, we we had a really awesome conversation about the whole minimalism idea from the first week. Uh, We talked about, like, the less is more idea. And in our house church, we were just talking about how there's such a pressure from the culture to obtain more and have more. And like we talked about how like when I bought my Jeep, my Jeep's like a 2003 Cherokee. And when I bought it, I was like, man, that new Jeep Renegade though. Like if there's any way <laughs> yeah. that we could afford Renegade. that, Maybe that would be, up with you. yeah. I mean like a 2017 Renegade, that's totally what I need. Um, when I already have a car payment, you know? And so like, we talked about that and um, kind of talked about like we shared some personal stuff like how um, my wife and I are being super intentional to just throw a ton of money at our car payment so that we don't have any debt and um, try and really get ourselves into a place where we feel like we can be more proactive and we can be more more able to give and not just hanging on by a thread and stuff like that. And so um, it was a really great conversation just as, as far as like changing perspective um on on what's expected of us you know culturally and stuff so yeah i thought i thought it was huge too i mean i was the one that gave the talk but even the week after i bought the minimalism book like uh or the auto audible audio book and listened to it in like three days mm, and yeah. went through it and was like man this stuff is so so cool so such a great idea they have like these five or seven principles or something that are, like, super important to living the life of minimalism. And I'm not necessarily, you know, the, the point of it wasn't necessarily minimalism. I, I know that was, like, a big angle that I took. Yeah, and you said you were, like a, you were, like, a recovering maximalist. Yes, mm-hmm. I am a recovering, <laughs> a recovering maximalist for sure. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, in our house church, it was really cool because 
we had people talking about, you know, shifting career paths and, and changing things up in a major, major way um, just because of the, the thought and the idea that they wanted to be more generous. The idea that we have, you know, if we have two handfuls of all of our stuff, then we don't have any f- hands free to help others. Mm-hmm. We don't have any hands free to serve others, to, to be that helping hand. And, and we all desire that and we want that, but we have all these systems in place, but the reason they're in place is to keep our two hands full. You know, and yeah. so we had a lot of good discussions about that, how maybe we need to cut back on in some areas and make some changes and make some shifts and all of that, you know. So I liked in the podcast when you said you're like, um, everybody close your eyes and pretend you have 90 days to live and what comes to your mind. And so, you know, I wasn't here in here, but I was like, OK, so I'm like, if I had 90 days to live, what, you know, what? was most important whatever and then like right after that you're like open your eyes and you you said something like I took notes <laughs> so I'm not being rude I took yeah. notes on my phone but um you're like I bet you didn't think of like your bank account balance or you didn't think about your new kitchen countertops and like mm-hmm. that was just so good because it's like um it's true like at the end of the day what's most important is none of those material things which is none of our possessions and so like um that's I think if you're starting like if you're really starting like okay I want to live this lifestyle and I want to do less is more whatever that's a great way to in your mind to mentally think what is important to me what do I value because that I mean duh if you have 90 days to live you're not thinking of those things and that means it's just not important so I just, I really like that example you did. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, hard. Yeah. it's hard because we get in this trap that we make the main thing not the main thing all the time. We're consistently chasing after things that we think are super important, but then when we're able to step back out of our current context and out of our current situation and say, okay, what's for real important, then those, those priorities shift majorly. You know? mm-hmm. um, I just want to, I want to thank Sam for giving such a, God blessed sermon series because I like something else you said in that. that, <laughs> that He's over that here time. like rubbing his eye. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to hold back tears, but I'm still trying to look hard. So I'm like, I got this. I got this random water drop in my tear duct. Um, but um, when uh, when you told the story of uh, when you told the story of when you were in college. Um, which I've heard a lot of your college stories, and this one was by far the most spiritual. <laughs> so, but um, uh, you told the story of the uh, <clears throat> the classmate that you had that needed a new pair of shoes because he had the uh, the what are those five thousand, and uh, you uh, you saw it and you were just like, you know what, man, I'm going to get him a new pair of shoes. So I, I actually had to chuckle <laughs> when you said what kind of shoes you got him. You were like, I got him the black DCs. And in my mind, I had a mental image of like the extra, extra large, like I listened to Reliant K, skateboarder shoes. That's what they were. Dude. Oh my like gosh. The pillow top tongues. You may have done him more of a disservice, but no, um, I'm just kidding. Style wise. But, um, but uh, <laughs> like who did it, man? Yeah, like then the, then the chicks had the all white ones with like the pink laces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the pink DC like sign. You know, yeah, so. they were like, if you wore them, you know that you listened to like, like Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, which who doesn't? Yeah, well, yeah, totally you know, me. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so but you talked about it, and you were like, you know, what I really like that you said about it. I actually repeated it in youth group, um, and uh, I said, uh, you know, when you said, um, 
you know, I own this many pairs of shoes and over the years I've owned this many pairs of shoes and, uh, you know how many of them, like I actually remember, you know, I've had shoes that I've had that I've gotten rid of that I've given away that I've thrown away and I don't remember like most of them, but I'll always remember the size 10 and a half black DCs that I got for, for that guy that needed it. And, uh, that was, to me, that was, that was really good. That spoke to me a lot because, Mm Uh, it's so true. I look back at like everything that like things that I've owned and uh, things like that. And I'm the same way. I have two really big hang ups and it's shoes and don't make fun of me backpacks. I love backpacks. And so over the years, I think about how many of both that I've owned or I've spent money on. And I'm like, man, I have I've had ones that I've had lost, got stolen, you know, whatever. And um, then I think of like the things that I've given people and I remember so much more of like the things that I've parted with, the things that not because of how hard it was, but just um, the change that it produced in me, like in my heart, um, just just being Christ-like and giving to people. So well, yeah, I really it was, like it was that. a reference to the Acts passage that says, you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Than to receive, yeah. This idea that like giving stories move us to on like a soul level, mm-hmm. you know, but consuming stories don't. Right. And you know, when you consume something, you get excited about it, but the reality is. It's not like a life-changing event, but when you give, it's just so much better, not only for the person you're giving to, but for yourself. It's such a blessing to yourself to give to others. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, I feel like I feel like with consuming, it's this it's this cultural lie that I, there's like a huge there's a false sense of hope when it comes to consuming yeah, totally. culturally, and I feel like for me, the times in my life that I consume the most are the times that I'm least content with where I'm at or who I am yeah, or, so you know, and, and even I can, I can link it to even my relationship with God. And, and it, if my relationship with God is like strong and I'm content, then I want less, you know, because I'm, I'm good with what I have. And then there are other times where like if I'm not getting that like if I'm my soul isn't satis- satisfied, then like I, I crave things, you know, um, and so like I feel like when you give it, it kind of shifts things and turns it on its head to where you're you're giving and you're realizing that like that satisfies you, that satisfies your soul because that's what we're created to do. Where when you consume, you think that it's going to make you feel better, you know, like it's yeah. like, man, I need, I just, I'm craving something. I'm not happy. I'm not content. If I was wearing those new Vans, then like I would really probably feel better about myself. Yeah. But that's not how you feel better about yourself, you know. It's like a yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, and it lasts about I don't know. I, I forget what it was when I when I was selling insurance. They did all these sales classes and they talked about buyer's remorse. And like once you make a purchase, if they I think they say it's like twenty minutes after the purchase is made psychologically, you go back on the purchase and you regret it. Um, and it doesn't matter what purchase it is. You always look back and you're like, man, I just really wish I wouldn't have bought that. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things where like that first initial buzz of like, oh, wow. Yeah, I got that thing that I wanted is great. But then right after you get it, a lot of the time you're like, man, that it's, it's just not hitting like I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like, um, when I, when I was hearing, um, when he was saying like what the culture says versus whatever, I kept thinking of like where it talks about like in, well, in Luke and Matthew where it says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And just like, um, like kind of just self-examining myself and being like thinking of all those times that I wanted this or wanted that or felt like whatever. And then it goes, well, 
if that's what I want to treasure right now, where is my heart right now? And just kind of like self-examining yourself saying, man, am I feeding my heart the things of God or am I feeding my heart the things of what culture says and what like what everyone else says? So I think that's that's huge like to to really just see what you're feeding yourself in a sense like, you know, well, of course you're going to feel this way. Of course you're going to want more if that's what you're looking into and that's yeah. what you're digesting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As long as we're consuming the right things, it's okay to consume. Um, Artichoke and chicken for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so Rich walks into the station and orders the artichoke sandwich because it's on special for Lent and then asks them to add chicken. <laughs> Don't ever play yourself. <laughs> so, Bow down. That, that's what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on the, on the less is more week? Well, the, the one thing that we really talked about in house church that I thought was super important was the, the cult, as we talked about the cultural expectations of this is, this is kind of how you're supposed to do and you're supposed to keep up with the Joneses kind of idea. Um, but then we talked about like what it looks like when you're in healthy Christian community, because like if you are surrounding yourself with people like from your house church or you're surrounding yourself with people that have a similar worldview and things that similar things that they're passionate about, then like when when my wife and I say stuff like, no, we're not looking for like the biggest house we can afford. We're looking for the smallest house we can afford. Like a lot of people go, are you crazy? Do you understand? Like that's the dumbest thing you can do. Um, but when you surround yourself with people that have the same mentality and that are focused on the kingdom more than they're focused on their own kingdom or their own stuff, um, it, 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 you get surrounded by, you start being surrounded by these people that are like, go for it, man. You know, yeah, right. do it, yeah. and it, it it's it's easier for you to shift your perspective because the people around you and that are closest to you are like feeding that passion and fueling you and pushing you forward instead of being like you're such an idiot you don't get it you know yeah, yeah. along with that too I remember uh, you and Alyssa brought up the point that like when you are uh, like rely on your own things less when you give your stuff away you have you have like more dependency on the people like in your community oh and, yeah totally and that like it actually like helps foster your relationships because you're you're needing to depend yeah. on your community more than just like um I, f I forget i think it was caitlin who brought up the point that said um uh when you have all your things it you um what was it again um, well, like she was saying, if you have everything that you need, then you don't have to reach out to other people. Yeah, it's like more of like a like a wall that you put, yeah. you put up. Like your things become more of a wall, mm -hmm. of, and you kind of protect yourself from your community. That's that's very true. Yeah, and so like to be able to like let go of your stuff, like you're you're more dependent on people, and that's kind of a scary thing to have to do. But yeah, that's a. It was like a completely different thing I never would have thought of. Yeah. Well, a super practical example of that, just real quick, is like my my Jeep started overheating a few weeks ago, and I started calling around, and they the, all the shops were like four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks to fix it, and the part was only thirty dollars. And so I called one of my friends who I played basketball with back in high school. I was like, Hey, dude, like I know you know how to work on cars. Do you want to come over and help me out for an afternoon, and I'll pay you, you know, fifty bucks. Just come on over, and you can help me. And we got to hang out for two, three hours and talk about, like, his girlfriend's mom just passed away. And so we got to talk about, like, what's going on in their life and what God's doing and, and all that. And just to hear, like, 
that and be able to hang out with him for like and i would have never hung out with him i would have never spent time with him but he came over he brought all of his tools i didn't have to buy anything but like a 30 dollar water pump and we got to hang out for two hours three hours and talk about god and life and everything else and that wouldn't have happened if i was like you know what i just need the tools in the future anyway i'm just gonna go buy them you know no, yeah, and that's, so. that's an awesome thing too because it gave him an opportunity to give you know absolutely like, i mean he's still yeah. getting 50 bucks but reality is he knows he can make more money than that but it's not about that it was about coming and helping his friend and hanging out and everything so mm -hmm. it was probably mutually beneficial mm -hmm. you know yeah. which is really cool um any other thoughts on the less is more portion or week one because week one sort of set the stage for week two um you know we talked about how less is more we need to cut back we need to clear out um we need to uh pay off and talked about all this sort of thing and then in week two we transitioned into this idea of giving is good and we said that, um, you know, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And we talked all about giving and how we, we did like a starter pack for giving is good as well. And we said that um, number one was to, what was number one? I remember number two and number three. What's number one in the starter pack? You guys remember? Oh, I have it in my phone. No? Yeah? No? Yes? No? Maybe so? I know I know it was, uh, oh, it was trust, trust God with the tithe. Yes. Yeah. We said yeah. trust God with the tithe. We said how oh, that's like a spiritual discipline. It creates just an open heart. It's sort of giving 101 as established by the Bible um, and by God's word. And then uh, the second part of it was uh, to plan your generosity because we plan our consumerism, but we don't necessarily make plans to be generous. Uh, we don't budget for generosity. We don't, you know, intentionally save to be generous for other people. And then, uh, and then part three was um, begin being generous now. You know, if we wait till mm -hmm. we have excess, that's like saying let's wait until we're financially ready to have kids because that just does not exist. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and so we threw all that stuff out. So what were the conversations like surrounding all of that, surrounding the, the giving is good portion of, of this, this series? So um, we had a good uh, conversation, a couple people from my house church, and I uh, went out to lunch after that series, and um, they didn't take it too serious because they didn't pay for me, but um, <laughs> but it was still it was still good. And uh, you know, I was Keep sitting the there and deaf ears. Yeah, you know, it's like, man, I just want to be so giving, and I'm like, hello. Yeah, man, I just want another um, chicken and yeah, sandwich. Like, um, hi, do you know what I do for a living? But so we're um, we're sitting at the table, and uh, um. Sam, thank you for employing me here. I yes. love it. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, we're sitting at the table, and uh, um, that was another one that that you know you were talking about the the whole uh, uh, plan you're giving, you know, plan your generosity um, because it's true, you know, like everybody waits. It's funny because I've been seeing like these memes where it's like, you know, you see like. You know, they have like a picture, like a funny picture of a person and they're like decked out. They got, you know, the new Jordans on and, you know, they're they're just dressed up. They're fleeked out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they uh, it's like the caption is like, you know, tax season is upon us or something like that, <laughs> you know. And it's funny because it's funny because I, I joke around a lot with like with people and I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, blah, blah blah. I really, I really want this, or I really want that. And I'm like, man, I'm just waiting for tax season, you know. Oh, yeah. And the idea behind that, and if you, if you're grown, and especially if you have kids, because that tax break is nice. But um, <laughs> you, you know that 
kind of the the idea, even if you don't follow, if you're really responsible and you're like, we're going to pay off every single credit card. I'm like, that's cool. I need some shoes. But um, uh, you know that kind of like the ongoing, like, you know, the the cliche behind it is like, man, people are waiting for that tax return because they're planning on buying all these things that they can't buy ordinarily throughout the year because money's tight. And, um, uh, you know, that 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 thought or when you said that, it just really like um, I really liked it. I really grabbed onto it. And, and it was one of them things that you just you got to let marinate for a minute because it's true. A lot of times we we get ingrained in, and we get these habits that we just really grab onto and really embrace where it's like man okay when i get paid i'm doing this when i get paid i'm we're gonna purchase that or we're gonna take this big vacation coming up and and all that and uh you know we do it too and uh um if we can do that with how we're gonna spend money and you know never be able to get it back and all this stuff then we should be able to do it or at least prioritize it um in an order where you know we can we can be more observant to me. It just says like, instead of looking at your own needs, you know, like look at the needs of, of the community around you, of the people or the fellowship around you yeah. and see, see where, where the needs are and, and see what needs you can meet, you know? And mm-hmm. so we had a good conversation about that at lunch and I was like, man, somebody just really needs to meet my need. And they were like, I know I love the message, but not you. So they didn't pay, <laughs> but it was just good. It was good. And it was organic conversation. It didn't happen in a, in yeah. a, in the house church environment, like we were at the table talking about all this other stuff, kids running around and it was just so good that we, uh, we brought it up and and kicked it around there at the table because it's, I mean, it's true. We need to be more intentional about, um, trying going out of our way to make new habits of generosity. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody will sit there and say, no, I don't want to be generous. No, that's stupid. No, I don't want to help other people. No, I think that's a terrible idea. Like, nobody thinks that, but yet we don't accomplish it because we don't plan for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not intentional about it. I mean, just like, you know, if you do want to buy a new pair of shoes or you do want to, I mean, unless you're balling out of control, which I know none of us are except for Seth, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, it's, you can't, you can't just go out and buy whatever you want whenever you want. You have to plan for that. And if you don't plan for it, you don't get it. And so it's the same thing with giving. If you don't plan for it, you don't give it. So it, mm-hmm. it you know it kind of goes both ways. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like with giving, it's one of those things. Generosity is one of those things where you it's a habit, you know. So when we're talking about like the first the first off the top, trust God with the tithe, is you know that's been like dragged through the mud and like churches have misused it and whatever for a long time. But that principle of taking, especially the the first fruits, like the first thing off the top is this, this goes to God and like, does it really go to God? Yeah. I mean, it does, but does it, I mean, does it go to the church? Yeah. It goes to your church. Does it help fund your church? Absolutely. Does your church need money? Yes, it does. (laughs) You know? So like, there's nothing wrong with that. And as long as you go to a church where you know that they're not like mishandling the money, you should be totally comfortable with giving that first 10% because that is God using it in your local community to impact your local community. Um, but with that being said, like when you make that the habit, and that's like the first thing that I've noticed personally, I've noticed two things when I'm giving consistently, when I'm giving tithe consistently, 10% off the top, at least 10% off the top. Um, the first thing that happens is I tend to have more, which is weird, but it, 
it happens. Um, and I'm not saying that God like gives me a supernatural amount of money, but I think I'm just more careful with the money that I have. He like and it, it like the fish in the loaves. Yeah, he does. Some, no, <laughs> I wish. I wish. But um, 12 basketfuls of money left over would be awesome. <laughs> be awesome. I would take that. But. No, it's not, it's not like, uh, oh, like all of a sudden I have, you know, I got paid twice as much as I should have this week. I don't know what happened. It's none of that business, but it's like, I think when I give, I'm more intentional and careful about the money that I have. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, I don't know. It just stretches further when you watch it, I think, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that, and it's like, you, you, you need less. Like yeah. It's almost like you need less. Yeah, I, I feel like because th- I feel like it puts me into a mode of generosity. And then now, like, I don't feel like the, the, the 90% that I have, I don't know, the 90% that I have feels like a bigger amount than when I had 100. Right. Because I can trust God with the 10%, which means I can trust God with the rest of it. And then I'm more prone to be generous with the amount that I do have, even though it's like a remnant of what I've already given. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to me like a big number even though it's not it just feels i don't know my like like you had said in the giving is good week the whole like the world of the generous gets larger and larger and i i genuinely feel that i've been experiencing that is that when i am more generous like my world just expands in a way that i couldn't have imagined it's it's hard to explain that yeah it's something it's not it's like we talked about week three we'll get there in a minute but it's that's something you can't communicate through information. That's something that you can only experience through transformation. Right. You know, like as you're giving, you become transformed on the inside and it just changes your perspective. It changes your worldview. It changes your outlook. It changes everything. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. And I know we, me, me and Chris had talked about this a bunch. I know your house church did a, a study on Bob Goff's book, Love Does, mm-hmm. which if you haven't read that book, um, do it. And uh, in his book, we, we had talked about how the, the kind of theme that we walked away with is saying those little yeses yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. He said how Bob, the way that he lived his life was that he just said little yeses to all kinds of things so that when big yeses came around, that was his automatic response. That right. was his automatic worldview and outlook on life was, yeah, of course, because I've been right. saying yes to all this little stuff all the time rather than saying little no's to things and no, no, I'm good, no, I'm not going to do that, no, I'm not going to be a part of that, whatever. Right. So all these little things, then when the big things come, we're in a posture of saying no and so we're in practice of that, and so we say no to the big things. Right. We miss stuff. Right. And so I think it's the same thing in giving. Whenever, you know, when you trust God with the tithe, and we say that tithing is like ground one, ground, you know, uh, giving 101, it's like when we're saying yes consistently with that first 10%, and we're consistently saying, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this. When the big things come, the big opportunities for God to use us to be generous and to do all that, our position is already, you know, Yes. That's right. already our perspective. It's like a fundamental yes yeah, that you just yes. live with. Exactly. And so our perspective yeah. is already yes. And so we're like, yeah, totally. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. And so when we see these generous people doing generous things and these big time, you know, things happen we're, and we're in awe of that, it's not because they were keenly aware to that one instance. It's because they've set a track record of being generous consistently. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when the big opportunities come they're able to capitalize right right i feel like um yeah that whole fundamental yes is the big thing because um the the other thing that really hits me when we talk about generosity i heard this said a long time ago and it stuck with me was you can't outgive god you know and so like if god if god wants you to be generous and god wants wants you to give and wants to use you to give to someone else that's the thing if you have the fundamental understanding that god is 
God and that like he is over everything and that, you know, we live and move and breathe in him, then like any money that we have is not our money. It's God's money. You know, any job that we have is because of God. I mean, and yeah, you work hard and yeah, you do your part, but like God is, God is kind of the, the heartbeat behind the whole thing. And I think when you have that idea, like your universe just blows up. It's so big because of, because of this concept that like, if God is the root behind it all and you're, you're giving this money, but it's not like I'm giving my money to so-and-so it's God is giving his money to his ch- his child through his child. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's just this totally different perspective. And when you can live open-handed like that, for me, it just, that, that habit starts a chain reaction of yeses because it's like, it's not mine anyway. So when I give it away, it's still not mine anyway. Mm-hmm. And you can just trust that God's never gonna, you're never gonna outgive God. You're never gonna give so much that you're hurting mm-hmm. because like, because of God, you know? I like when you said, it kind of ties in what I'm going to say, but when you said God is the heartbeat behind giving. And so um, I believe that giving points other people to Jesus. And like, I was thinking that and I was like, I was just thinking and these, you know, this whole making change has been in my mind. And so as I was thinking that giving... God is the heartbeat and that giving points people to Jesus. And then I thought of John three sixteen. like every, like, even if you're not a Christian, like you feel like, you know, John three sixteen. Thanks Tim Tebow. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and I just like was thinking of it and it's like for God to love the world that he gave, like that he gave, it's not that he let us borrow. It's not that he just said, well, you know, maybe he gave. And so, like that has been in my my heart and my mind so much that like when we give we become selfless because God did something that that I tell the like to explain it to kids in kids church sometimes I explain it like I could not give Olivia up mm-hmm. like I couldn't imagine but God was so selfless that he gave he didn't let us borrow he didn't like it wasn't there was no con- like contingencies there was nothing that stopped him he freely gave and so in my mind just this echo of Jesus gave everything God gave everything and that's the heartbeat and so when we give we're being selfless we're being more like Jesus when the when the Bible says that that Jesus humbled himself as a man he didn't have to do that but he gave he gave everything and so like that's just been like you know, I've been talking to Richard. I feel like this series was so good. And like, I just listened to it on podcast. So I, I feel like people that are actually sitting here had to be moved and touched by it because me just listening to it, I wanted to cry. And I was just like, Richard, this was so good. And like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And like, we don't really talk right after church, but, um, but that was like so huge to me. Like, I felt like it was so basic, but it's like, I don't really say John three sixteen all the time, but it's just like, when I was listening to this, this, this particular week, I was like, man, he gave everything. And that is why it is so important. Yes, it's love, but how did he give us that love? He gave it to us freely. Yeah, right. And so if we could kind of, if we would be givers in our money and our time and, and I mean, in everything, not being selective in, in anything, then, then we're pointing people automatically to Jesus. And I liked how you said, like when he gave to that lady in the restaurant, not restaurant, Kroger yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you went back into your car and you're like, you're like, I, and you're crying and you were saying how it changes us. Like giving not only like what God gave, that's the gospel that 
radically changes our faith because he gave and because when we give it radically changes us too and it and it makes us more like jesus and it was just such a moment for me like i was like i just want to give someone my house right now like like just like just like a a, i just really love that week two like go listen to week two if you didn't listen to it it was so good i loved it i think we're done here she just uh, took all the Holy Spirit in the room. Uh, just kidding. I think um, the uh, that is a true story. Um, the other day she woke me up and was like, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? I just made her sound really Latina, but that's how she sounds when she gets mad, y'all. And uh, I was like, why? She's like, it's good. And I was like, I know I was there. She was like, but you got to tell me. Because- Never mind. And she like left the room because here, because... I'm about to get I'm about to get TBN on you because she um she didn't want to mm, here we go she didn't want to miss her opportunity uh, to to plug in to to uh, that heart change. There's a lot of heart change that comes with the practicality of this and like the reality of it. And I saw Amber um, uh, shout out to Sam's boothang. She uh, she posted a picture of him and was like, I just really I love hearing him talk about something that's changed him so much because it's real and people pick up on the realness. Um, in the streets, we have a saying that says, "Real recognize real." And I think <laughs> and I think people I think people so now i'm gonna bring it i'm gonna take it from the streets back to back to tbn uh when you um when people recognize that they do in my mind okay that's why you have this that is rich okay that's that's me tb tbn and and streets so um lord what am i talking about so yeah lord change my heart so um but yeah, people recognize that there's been a genuine change. It's it's easy to get up there and uh, you know give all these like church culture isms and and you know talk about these you know like big grand grandiose ideas of of you know how we should do all these big things. But not everybody has the opportunity to do something uh, like you know I'm going to volunteer for Extreme Home Makeover. You know, like and everybody want everybody. That's kind of like the extreme of the picture that people get in their mind when you talk about these things. But really, they're just little little things. And I think the reason why Carmen was so like you know she came to me like she wanted to fight me uh, about missing out on this is because. It's it's a legit, it's a very practical and, and applicable way that we can go about having this conversation as a married couple and making changes that we uh, can can use not only to transform us, but to bless other people. So the whole car ride here this morning, we were talking about it and we were talking about, you know, what we're ready to give away. And uh, we're talking about things that we just walk by in the house that to us are invisible because we're so used to having it that somebody else may take and really cherish. And so, um, you know, people don't want to miss out on, on that opportunity when they know that it's a real one. Uh, number one. And the second thing I was going to say off of what Carmen said is that, um, that goes back to the heart of it. Real transformation, I think takes place when, when it's a heart thing, when you allow it to be a heart issue and not just going through the motions of it. Um, so if you're giving with an ulterior motive of saying, I'm going to get it with anything, with tithe, with offering, with giving somebody a bike, whatever it is, 
um, if you're giving with the mindset of, well, I'm giving, so now God can give more to me, that ulterior motive completely eliminates, takes out any kind of heart change that, that you could have in that. Not that the person's still not being blessed. God's still going to use that to bless them. But the change that could take, uh, that could take place in your life is minimized because now you're still giving with a consumeristic mindset. You know, yeah. I'm going to give so I can get. Yeah. And when you do that, it just, it strips you of any kind of real heart change that can happen. And so, um, the key for me, we've actually been taking steps of doing this for, for years now of just trying to give things away and, you know, even little things, you know, I'll, I'll have a student, one of the students in youth group saw one of the hats I was wearing. He's like, mm, I like that hat. And I was like, you like it? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, don't rob me for it. You can have it, you know? And so, and that wasn't, I, I just gave not cause I wanted to, because I was scared for my life, but, um, <laughs> I ran for my life. But, um, I think giving, with the mindset of like Chris was talking about giving to be a conduit of God's blessing to somebody else or a conduit of, of God's grace to somebody else. That's when you start to be impacted by the life change that takes place from generosity. Um, but giving out of a consumeristic point of view is just, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's bass backwards. Are we allowed to say that? (laughs) Well, we just did. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fish. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's totally, yeah, it's, it's missing the whole point. <laughs> Carmen just got it. <laughs> Carmen just got it. She just caught up. Um, <laughs> any, any other thoughts on the, on the giving is good portion of this? How we said, you know, so we start off less is more, giving is good, and then in week three, we kind of summed the whole thing up and wrapped it up, and we said, just do it. Um, we had baptisms in week three, so we couldn't have the screen hanging up because I really, really wanted to play the Shia LaBeouf video. Um, where he just goes on this big rant of just do it. Um, If you haven't seen that, just hit pause and go watch it really quick and then come back to the rest of the conversation. But um, we talked about just do it, and we said that we highlighted two sort of roadblocks or barriers uh, to potential change for us to actually making it happen. And then we said the first one was confidence. Um, We said that confidence is a big barrier for us to step out in faith and make a change because you know, we're too afraid. We're afraid of what it might look like. We're afraid of what might actually happen. And then we said confidence. And then we said that the second thing is comparison, that we compare ourselves to others. And then therefore it paralyzes us because we don't think that we can be as good as them. We don't think, you know, that we can be as generous as them or as great as them or accomplish what they've been able to accomplish. And we get all wrapped up in, at the same time, trying to be them. And God hasn't called us to be them. God has called us to be us and to do what we do the way we do it. Um, you know, as unique individuals and creations of God called by him. And so, you know, reading like the Bob Goff book uh, back in January, that was the first book I read this year. And uh, I could have easily read that book and and tried to compare myself to him and said, you know what, I'm going to start doing everything Bob Goff does. And that's how I'm going to change my life. And Yeah, I, I even told Alyssa, like, I think I want to be a lawyer. Like, yeah. I think I want to go to law school. Yeah, and but then it's like, but wait a second. want to move to San Diego. Yeah, and but well, <laughs> I do want to move to San Diego. That's, I do, I no do. There's no qualms about that. Just throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, it's heaven on earth. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I could easily get stuck in the comparison trap and say, I'm going to start doing everything Bob Goff did. And it's like, no, Bob Goff already did that stuff. Like, that was his calling. That's what God has designed him to do. Mm-hmm. Or I could get in the, on the flip side of it, comparison, and said, man, I, can, I don't think I could ever do what Bob Goff does. He goes all over the world. He's this great lawyer, this whatever. And so comparison, and then it could just overwhelm me and paralyze me, and I don't make any change, and I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about that. We haven't had house church yet. We have house churches this week. 
to sort of talk through that, but is there anything that you guys were chewing on from this past Sunday? You totally sniped me. Yeah, I did. You I, sniped I used me hard. Leo as a... Uh, your, as your a, dad? As an no, no. He no, was, Leo. Oh, no. Stuff. Sorry, I'm, I'm merging weeks. Sorry. No, it's good. No, yeah, I, yeah, I did. I did use Leo's dad at one time. <laughs> the, with the two TVs, that was awesome. Yeah, it was straight up. Like, you started using me as an example. I was like, where is he going with this? And I was like, oh, wow. I'm sitting in, right in the middle of this, and he's reading my mail in front of everybody. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't give you a heads up either because I wanted you to... Yeah, I don't think we necessarily even really talked about it like no, we didn't. specifically, but that's like right where it's at. Like, I mean, right now is like the spring and, you know, like as I mean, in my specific context, like I'm in this band and it was a bunch of bands that I'm like really good friends with. They're down at South by Southwest. And like, yeah. I'm, you know, like not that I'm like bitter or anything to be like here because this I'm like happy, like in this spot where I'm at. Yeah. But like, you know, I want to be there and I yeah. want to be I want to be doing all these things. I want to have all these big plans. Um but I also understand that I have, like, a really crazy life right now, and I have a lot of things that I need to take care of. And, like, God has put me in this spot mm-hmm. um, for a reason. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, like, you literally sniped all of the comparisons. Like, you being, you're not Ben Rector, you're not Switchfoot, like, yeah. you're Leo. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't need yeah. to be those people because yeah. I have my own life, and I have my own things, and right. it's fine. Like. Right. Yeah, and Brittany, she was on the other side because she got baptized this week. Yeah. Um, and she was sitting Woo-hoo! with her she was sitting with her girls. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And I was sitting with my parents and she texted me, she's like, You hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, Brittany. Listen. <laughs> Listen for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, not for me. Even though he's specifically <laughs> he said, saying Leo. <laughs> he said my name in particular. You it's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> But That's yeah, great. it's just the, it's the the ideas of just like both of those like confidence and comparison. Like um, mm-hmm. you can't like compare yourself to other people and expect to live their lives when you have your own and you have your own context, you have exactly. your own resources, you have like everything that God has put in your life, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you you you're not meant to multiply the things that like you've been given to like to equal their life right. lives. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's your own thing. Right. Yeah, that's good. So this one, so I started listening to this one last night. Not going to lie, I totally fell asleep. I was like. <laughs> I'm over here talking about my life changing. Yes. I was like, so I was like on the couch listening to it. And I was like, I'm just not, I'm just not comfortable. So I like went to the room and I was like, yeah. And then like yeah, passed yeah, that's out. That's a really powerful so, message. Like, yeah. But, um, so I had to re-listen to it this out. morning when I was getting ready. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why I said that. I did dream about you. Well, oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa! <laughs> so, not like that. <laughs> Rich is like scratching his head. <laughs> I, I had open gym basketball last night till midnight. I was wondering why when I came home, she never does this, but I walked in the room and she was smiling in her sleep. <laughs> no, no. We don't need to talk about what the dream. We'll talk about it later because I don't. I'm, I'm going to move on. So. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like multiple things but he popped whatever <laughs> don't listen to podcasts before you go to bed if you don't want to think dream about that person <laughs> or whatever <laughs> this is horrible and, and Carmen's like face in palm <laughs> No, you're good. What were you gonna? How, how many times? How many times you listen to my music when you go to sleep? <laughs> Am I ever in your dreams? I might cry. Um, so this morning, when I was listening to it, 
again, part two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? So I thought this was super cool. Yeah. So I wrote the series we did in Kids Church this month. So, like, because sometimes I pull curriculum, whatever. This time I w- wrote it, and you said, um, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but the power of love and stop mind, whatever. And that's what we taught in Kids Church this week. And it was about fear and, like, persevering and all this stuff and we whatever. So I was like, how cool is that? Like, I'm, like, getting ready. I'm like, oh, like, whatever. And so I thought that was super cool. And then I was like, um, anyway, I thought the content was really amazing. I think fear... And comparison is huge, especially like, it's huge. Like we don't do things because of fear and we don't do things because we compare and just like whatever. And so um, I read this book like probably a month or two before we moved here and it's called um, Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. Has anyone ever heard that book? Mm-mm. Okay, I have the book. You can, you can, <laughs> you can borrow it. Like when I say it's amazing, it is amazing book. It's, it's all about this, like, dreaming big and and facing your fears and whatever and so um they have it's called chase the lion so they have this lion chasers manifesto in the book can i read it yeah okay so it's a little long though you read it better than you did the apostles creed i am very conscious (laughs) i don't i don't know how to read this but uh, okay so i was like this goes perfectly like with what you're talking about okay so this is what it says Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Run to the roar. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-ordained passions. Go after a dream that's destined to fail unless God intervenes. Stop pointing out problems. Become part of the solution. Stop repeating the past and start creating the future. Face your fears. Fight for your dreams. Grab opportunity by the mane and don't let go. Live like today is the first day and last day of your life. Burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails, live for the applause of nail-scarred hands. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Don't try to be who you aren't, be yourself. Laugh at yourself, dare to fail, dare to dream, dare to be different, chase the lion. So it's just so good. I mean, the book, the book is amazing and it's, um, it's it's amazing. It's a huge reason why I really felt like we moved here. Like I mean, I it was so it was so like um, changing for me. But it just goes with that whole like fear and comparison and just doing things that God has called you to do. And whether that's giving more, you know, you know, relating it back to the series. But like we have we make you know every day we make a decision, make choices and decisions, and you know we are. And, you know, God isn't the one, like, puppeting us and, like, whatever to do everything. We do that. And so if we have dreams and if we have goals, like, you know, like Shia LaBeouf, just do it. But, like, even more, like, you know, don't let fear cripple you. And I just thought yeah. that I was really good. So, that is. That's yeah. Huge. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, I mean, this this week was... So it it was pretty like basic. It was pretty like very simple, but it was straightforward and it was it was pointed because like that's something that needs to be heard is just, you know, we talk about what we're going to do so much, mm-hmm. you know, and like totally. people make fun of that Shia LaBeouf video. But honestly, like when he said you said tomorrow, yesterday, yeah. that yeah. hit me in between the eyes, man, yeah. because yeah. how many times do we do that? And we're like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And like, we don't actually do it. 
And um, this kind of goes back to something that we've been talking about as a staff over the last couple months. But, like, there's a difference between saying there's this idea of and then, like, actually it's it's a reality. It moves from the idea yeah. realm to the reality realm. Yeah. And that has been the catalyst for this entire series yeah. is us talking about, like, let's not just talk about it and let's actually do it and let's see what happens. And I feel like a big part of the energy because I mean if, if you guys are, don't go to Central Church or you haven't been to Central during this series the energy in the room has been insane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the the momentum is crazy and there are like a ton of new people coming for some reason and like people got baptized on Sunday mm-hmm. and like we're seeing all of this c- cool stuff and yeah. and honestly there's this energy that's happening and I think that the energy is a result of we are actually doing the things that we're saying we're doing yeah. mm-hmm. or saying like, it's, it's not just, Hey, there's this abstract concept of this. Yeah. You guys should give, but none of us are giving. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you should be generous, but I'm really stingy. Uh, you know, right. Yeah. Right. And just in general in in anything, I mean, and, and it makes me wonder like, what does that look like when we say, you know, it's, it's our calling to love one another what about actually doing it right. instead of like move it from the idea from the concept of an idea to the realm of reality right. what does that look like and there's so much energy that happens when when you do that and i just feel like ending this series with that idea of j- just do it like yeah. let's stop talking about it you you said the whole ready set go thing and we're yeah. we're getting ready and we're getting set but then we don't go and it's like yeah. screw getting ready and screw getting set like if that's going <laughs> to yeah. keep you from going then just go <laughs> and especially when it's something as practical as generosity yeah. do it just do it don't don't talk about it don't yeah. say i would like to someday just do it. Yeah, and we talked, uh, even on Sunday, we, we said switching from the informational phase to the transformational phase, and that's the difference. Getting up and sharing information is one thing, but getting up and sharing transformation is totally different. It creates a totally different mm-hmm. energy and electricity. And, and But the thing is, like, like Rich was saying, what was it, real recognizes real or whatever? Brett. In the, yeah, in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's the same thing in your life, though. I mean, like, you can share information about your church, about your faith community. You can share information about these different teachings of Jesus. You can share information about this stuff in your sphere of influence. But that's that's only going to go so far. When people, when you share transformation, that's when lives are changed. That's when people come with you. And when, you know, you can invite someone sharing information, but if you share transformation, they ask to come with you. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's totally, it's a different perspective. And so if we can get out of this realm of information and enter this experiential life of transformation, I think that that is the game changer, you know? So uh, any other final, any final thoughts on the entire series as we close this thing out? Um, just sort of recaps, final thoughts. Carmen's going to go first. Yeah, I know. I just want to say, I was going to say, I was not in service, but I listened to the podcast and I really felt moved and changed by this. So I'm, I think, so, you know, great job you know, speaking, obviously, God, hallelujah. But, um, shout out to the man upstairs. Shout out to the man upstairs. But I, I think, too, like, I encourage you, because he said something in the last week. He's like, he, you started off this sermon, and you said something like, this might seem basic or elementary, but it's like, kind of going back to what we've said in other conversations, like, sometimes our faith is just basic. Like, it's not complicated. God's love is is for all people that don't have 
deep theological views and don't have whatever. And that's okay because it's simple. And I, I think if it was complicated, then that wouldn't be our God. And so I think too, like when you said that, but it's so changing, God gave everything everything for us and if we would put that into our life and let that change us then that it would and do it like not only just hear it and take notes but physically do it that will change us and it will create a movement it will create life change because when we give we point people back to Jesus even if we don't say Jesus even if you said I didn't tell the lady I was a pastor at the church I didn't tell her you know well I'll pay for you but you got to come visit like No. no It doesn't matter. You said she said, thank you, Jesus, because giving points people to Jesus, whether they know it or not. So I'm saying to say all that, sum it all up, is I just listen to the podcast. So if you feel like someone needs to hear this, then you should just share the podcast with them, because I think I really do believe something like this for me that might seem elementary or basic or not challenging or whatever it is but you have to take it and do something or it's not going to be challenging and it's not going to change you. So that's what I have to say. Yeah, that's good. And I did apologize to Amber already about saying I dreamed about Sam. So (laughs) I want to say that too (laughs) in the podcast because Seth won't edit it out (laughs) and I will cry. So I did talk to Amber. We're cool. Okay. Awesome. You didn't apologize to me though. Um, so what it, what it, I don't know, I guess my closing thoughts would be, um, you know, everybody, everybody has like things that I think they want to accomplish and that goes for you and then it goes for the person that you work with and all that. Like, um, you know, everybody starts with this idea of what they want to become or a dream that they got put in their heart, whether they're following him or not, you know, God created them to, to be who they are. And, and so, uh, for me, just in a real personal way, just being being real, um, you know, I've seen my my aspirations and my goals and, and my dreams. You know, like if I could explain it, just how I see it in my mind, it's like they were uh, they were there, and I was working really hard to try to see these things like come to life, and working really hard to see like my family, like you know, just do great things, and you know, whatever it is for my wife and my kid and all that, and. Uh, it's it's all just in my mind. It's all just a picture in black and white. And I think that 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 God centered, that Christ centered, like generosity, really brings Technicolor to the picture. Like it just makes everything so much more colorful and so much more fruitful. And I think that we, and this might sound like a like a poster, but like I think that we really like do well for ourselves to really achieve our dreams by locking arms with everybody else, locking arms with people um, in our community um, and helping them, trying to be generous, loving them, being kind to them. Like, you know, think about your favorite person in the world and they're probably not mean and they're probably not selfish, you know, like um, I think God, (laughs) That's so true. you know, like honestly, like if they are, then you're like, yeah, I like them, but they're kind of like, they're, they're a tool, you know, (laughs) like, like everybody has that one friend. And if I'm that one friend to you, then get to know me because we're recognized real. But, um, um, I think it, I think it's that. And I think it's, it's generosity. And I think for me, the big thing about this is that, um, uh, I like watching like Seth and I like watching, um, the, uh, the third Anderson sibling, um, no pun intended. Uh, Jacks, like I love watching. I love watching Leo and all them. And I use these guys as an example to the teenagers a lot, just about how 
being generous or even the idea of, uh, you know, these minimalistic ideas can still take you further. You know, like every time you see Seth and Jackson, their whole posse, they all look like they're going to a funeral in black sweats, you know, but, but it's, you know, they're not like flashing and blinging and Seth, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to, but you know, or a Sith training. Yeah, exactly. They all all look like they're camped out on the Death Star, but, um, but like, you know, but, uh, you know, and Seth always got some, like, you know, paint smeared on his clothes and stuff. Like, that's you know, a, it's that's just a tribute to my dad, you know, like, but but <laughs> at first glance, you wouldn't think that they're making the moves that they're making. But I remember sitting uh, in the studio, you know, I was actually like tagging along. None of them really wanted me there. But I remember <laughs> sitting there and I heard I heard uh, uh, lyrics to a song that Jax was working on. And she was just the I don't remember exactly like the rhyme of it, but uh, the lyrics of the song were just talking about how, um, you know, the generation coming up and, and, you know, the younger people aren't concerned with the money of it. They're not concerned with all they're concerned with the dream of it. Like there was a time when people were so worried about maximizing the the things that they own and getting more money and having the bigger house and doing all that. And I think that now we're coming back to a time, the culture is coming back to a time where it's okay to step off of those ideas and it's okay to back down and say, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to have a smaller house and I'm going to have a car that needs some work done to it. But in my life, I'm going to look back in 20 years and I'm going to say, dang, I'm really happy I chased those dreams and I'm really happy I was generous and I'm really happy I had such a lush community around me. And so uh, in true spiritual form, I just want to share um, some Macklemore lyrics with you. Um, this is this is from a song called 10,000, but the whole time we were talking, it reminded me of it. And Macklemore at the end of this song says... Um, uh, he says, um, what did you expect from a generation of kids choosing love over a desk? You put those hours in and look what you can get. Nothing that you can hold, but everything that it is. And um, to me, 10, like, 000. I love that. Yeah, then he says 10,000. But um, I love that because there's nothing, what he's saying is like there's nothing tangible that you get from it. But it's everything that, that it is, though. It's an experience. It's the life that you built. It's the community community that you built. And for us, that's all centered around Jesus, and it's all centered around generosity. And, you know, giving away things, it's it's the opposite of that. It's, you're, you have things that you can hold, and you're giving it away, so you're losing things you can hold on to. But what you gain, it's just it's everything that you have now. It's this community. It's this life. It's, you know, seeing your dreams go. It's seeing people's dreams around you take flight because now you're not worried about what you can hold on to. You're worried about what what you're going to grow from, what you're going to gain from in an experiential way and in a, in a lifestyle kind of way. So, um, you know, pursue that. Don't be afraid to be generous. And don't be afraid to let go of material things because, um, you know, I think what God's shown me even from being a dad is that, uh, you know, even if you don't have pictures of every of every memory of everything that happens, you know, there are things that you can hold in your heart and that's fuel to, to take you into the future. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. Seth, you um, got any thoughts? Um I'm a lot quieter than everybody else. Let me turn myself up. There we go. Yeah. Uh just do it, Nike. Just do it. That's all I got. Just live by that and you're good to go. That's good. That's that's wisdom, true. <laughs> Deep. And Deep. great marketing also. Yes. Great marketing. Can I tell you how he found out or how the, the person came up with that? Yeah. Yes. Really quick? <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I, I read a book. Uh, it's called, um, 
I don't know what it's called, but it was a good book on creativity, and they yeah. t- they discussed how ink? the uh, no, it's not ink. It's Imagine, yeah, Imagine by John Lehrer or something Lennon? like that. What's that? That's oh, what John, I thought. John that's what I thought. Of. I was like, what? Cena. John Lennon? Imagine what? <laughs> yeah, John Cena. No, no, no. But no, it was actually there was uh, there was a serial killer that was on. Oh, good. Um, this is taking a turn for the greatness. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a serial killer that was on his. Uh, you know, he was about to get executed. He got the death penalty. Yeah. And when they were going to do it, they said, any last words? And he said, just do it already. And for wow. some reason, that person thought that Nike's slogan should be, just do it from that. Wow. Oh, wow. That's how that's... creativity works. Just do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I'll leave it on a, on a, now, I'll leave now, it on a okay. morbid sense. So we're going to go from that to the happiest person in the room. <laughs> what okay. are your thoughts? Um <laughs> So, so you were talking like in the second week about how you were giving away like a hundred things, and some of them were like shoes. And like I'm sitting here in my like desert boots that I got from you because my shoes were broken, and and I was just thinking like how like your generosity had affected me. Yeah. And, it's, and as you were talking about this, like watching everybody be affected by that. Yeah. And um, it just made me made me think of like what what could my generosity mean to other people? Yeah. Like, what could my, like, there's so much that, like, there's so much opportunity to, to, like, change people's lives and just doing small things. Like, you didn't, you had, like, size, what, like, 10 shoes and you don't wear size 10 just because, like. I just, I love shoes. <laughs> and I, can, I can curl my toes if they're, if they're the right pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you the just right had, pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, you just had this pair of shoes and I've, like, I, I don't know. I'm, like, really super simple with my shoes. Like, I don't have a whole lot of them. I have, like, this pair that I'm wearing now, which are my running shoes. And then I have, like, literally your, the pair you gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I wear my shoes down. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I live in those shoes. Like, mm-hmm. I live in the shoes that you gave me. And, that, like, this, like, it's that generosity has, like, Changed, I don't know, like, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're new shoes, yeah, right, right, and um, and so like, what could my generosity mean to other people? Right, what could my generosity do for other people? How could I change people's mm-hmm. lives? And like, just simple things like that. Like that's, I don't know. I was sitting in there thinking like, there's so many people in this room who have sh- Sam's shoes on, <laughs> like right, right now. So true. Like, as he's as he's talking about giving away all of his shoes, like I'm wearing a pair. Yeah. DVH probably has a pair. <laughs> yeah. Like Rich has a pair in his office. Like. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, know, I went. I went and played basketball with some of the guys the other night, and I was like, "Wait, those were those were." Ah, Rich has been in here. Okay, <laughs> all these dudes are wearing my old shoes. I'm like, all right, cool. I love it. Yeah, yeah right. but that's that's just I don't know. That was my biggest takeaway. Is just like, what could my generosity? What could my life like? Um, and then tying into the last week, like not being afraid to just do it. Not mm-hmm. being afraid to just like, oh well, if I give away my stuff, then I won't have like my stuff. Like, yeah. Or if I don't like, if I give away my time, then I don't have enough time. Like, yeah. just. You know, like the whole point of it is to love people, and the whole yeah. point of it is to like be good to people and to like bring people forward, yeah. bring people closer to Jesus. And to be that, I have to like be that, yeah, and be my version of that, yeah, and give away it. my shoes, yeah, I love which it. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that had to be shoes. I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, it is what it is. That's awesome, man. I love yeah. it. Uh, CDH, CDJ, CDJ, CDJ. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. My, 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 my thing is uh, my biggest takeaway from this whole series has just been kind of what we've talked about, where it's like, it's it's a basic idea. It's a very fundamental thing, um, and 
honestly, like, looking forward at the series, like, you know, the teaching team, we get, like, the notes ahead of time, and when I looked at it, every time I was, like, I looked at the notes, and I was, like, yeah, okay, yeah, it seems, like, pretty basic, and then when we delivered, then when you delivered the talk, it was, like, wow, there's, like, some serious energy in this room, and people get it, and it makes sense. For me, I just feel like the biggest thing about this whole series has just been like, yes, it's basic. Yes, it's fundamental. Yes, it's like very commonplace. But those are the things that change you. Yeah. Like those are the things like when you realize that the very most basic thing that you can practice every day or the yeah, things that you go out. back to all the time, yeah. though, it's not the big things that change your life. It's the small things that, you know, when you're able to shift your perspective. And so like, it, I guess my, my biggest thing with it is, is just do it. Like that's the biggest thing that I've had to take home from it yeah. is like take, don't take this as an idea. Don't take it as a concept. Don't, don't just like toss it around in your head. Like this is so simple and so easy. Just freaking do it and yeah. let it change you because it will. And um, I think that if, if we can, as a community, look back on this series and kind of use this as a, as a landmark to move forward yeah. and say like, man, this, this is the moment that we decided that we were going to actually live and be generous and, yeah. and, and express the love of God through our generosity. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, we could just do some amazing things. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree, man. I, I, that's huge. I, if you missed any of the podcasts, it's the previous three podcasts in our feed to this. It's making a change series. It's a three week thing. Um, you know, less is more giving is good. Just do it. And I, I, I guess my main challenge and encouragement would be to, not allow this to live in information land. You know, don't don't just let it settle to be information. Allow it to penetrate your heart and to become transformation in your life. Just do it. So from our conversation to yours, keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.